Hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback Experience. This is episode 69, and I've and we're, we've got another candidate for Knox County office uh, in May the third primary and August the fourth general prime uh, general election. And the candidate we have on right now is uh, Bob Fisher. He is a candidate for Knox County Mayor. It's a three-way county mayor Democrat primary. And Bob Fisher is one of those candidates. Uh, Bob, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm hanging in there. Well, the Vols won. Two, well, two in a row. Took two days off and had the best two days off I've had in a while. We, we are recording this on the night of uh, the Vols winning the SEC championship and the night of the selection show. And we got screwed in the selection, but that's beside the point. Well, that's okay. You know, you never know about that, though. Because I mean, how did how did Kentucky get second and we got third? Well, they're Kentucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we, we we can go into well, uh, predisposed voting. I, well, I I leave I, you know as I posted on my Facebook earlier, I leave all the sports talk up to my buddy Tony Basilio. So we'll get off that because all I've known for forty years is politics. So let's talk about politics. Why why is Bob Fisher? coming from being a spectator commentator on the sidelines to now he's in the game as a Democrat candidate for county mayor. Well, Brian, I retired at the 1st of December. Man, I don't I don't think I'm ever going to be able to retire. Well, 44 years at UPS, they, they kind of show you the door. Okay. Uh, if you're not ready to go, your body's <laughs> telling you to leave and uh, your family, everybody's going, yeah, oh, you might want to think about it. So it was, it was time to 44 years, a lot of years. Not right. a lot of guys make it that long. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic, Bob. Well, I appreciate that. And I was, but I, I wasn't really, uh, counting on getting into politics. And, uh, I have been writing pretty much. I've been a COVID activist for the last several years since, uh, January, 2020. Right. And, uh, um, as Omicron came in and, uh, I, I, I just, you know, I, I looked at everything that I'd done to prepare for retirement and all I saw was a never ending cycle of COVID waves and hospitals mm. shutting down. And you know, I'm, at, I'm 62 years old, the hospital shut down and I can't get into the emergency room. That's likely going to mean I'm dead. Mm. So. You know, it was like, it, it, and I'm, I want to live here. I've lived here since 1968. This is my home. Right. And uh, I could have been one of those people that just sat around and complained, or I could get up off my keister and go try to do something about uh, it. And you've got you've got a neighbor that passed away from COVID, correct? Uh, yeah, I'd rather s- stay away from that. We, it, 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 that's fine. It, that's it, fine. We, that's fine. I understand. I well, understand. It, it's, no. Grieving is grieving is an individual process, it is. and in our case, the whole neighborhood right. is is going through this. So, so what could what is what has the current county mayor Glenn Jacobs? What has what is in your opinion? Because you're you you know, provide, once you make it out of the May third Republican primary, you're going to be facing Glenn Jacobs, who's unopposed in the Republican primary. You'll be facing him on August the fourth. What has he done right or wrong? You can pick whichever side you want to be on. I think I know what side you're going to pick on. What has he done right or wrong in the whole COVID response 
and what will be different if Bob Fisher is the next Knox County mayor? Well, he hasn't done anything okay. in the COVID well, response. Well, uh, what he has done is tried to make what is a v very much a local issue. It, and once you get to a town like ours, which is a me you know we're a medical we're a medical center, right? Uh, the biggest medical center for a hundred miles around, right? Um, there are certain things you can do, and obviously, uh, you know, pretty early on, uh, and, and about the only th the only power the mayor has is the power of the message, right? The bullet the bully pulpit. Uh, exactly. Right. Right. And so, it, you know, from from that regard, you know, it, it's just irresponsible government in a pandemic to tell everybody to sp spread the disease as you see fit. I mean, you owe them at least. The, hey, guys, you know, if you wear it, we can cut transmission with masks and and vaccines. And I need you know, we need everybody that's that's willing to do that to do that. And you see where you end up there, and then you go on from there. And, and, and as we had discussed earlier, the body of knowledge is growing in leaps and bounds. Right. And if, if you are into this, like I am, I'm, I'm sort of a nerd when it comes to the math and science. I try to read as much as I can. But uh, they, I read the last mask study I read, for instance, it was like, well, you know, they had some incredibly small number of of act of of, uh, of the volume on a viral load that uh, a mask reduced actually in the air. And it's like, well, that doesn't seem like a whole lot. And then you turned around and found out what that volume, the corresponding decrease mm. in the case numbers is. And it's like, wow, that's a that's a lot, you know. When you have a very little response, and we knew this from back in the uh, Board of Health days, when they did their mask mandate and, you know, all that, I wasn't a big fan of Dr. O'Brien at first because mm. I didn't think he was doing anything that would actually affect, you know, have that large an effect on the spread of COVID. That turned out to be wrong. I track these numbers every day and uh, what they did basically in the first wave was kept the hospitals open. Right. It could have been, it, it would, it, we were really, I don't think people that don't follow this very closely don't understand how close we had, how close we came three different times to just shutting down our, our, our medical community. I mean, you can't, if people start dying from stuff like gallstones when they can't get to hospitals. And that first and foremost, once ultimately, if you don't have some sort of stability in your medical community, the town starts going down. I mean, our, our death rate, we have three times the amount of deaths of Cuba. Mm. I mean, for God's sakes, Cuba is better than Knoxville. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and it's, it, you can pull up, you, you can pull up these stats worldwide and it's not just Cuba. It's like, we're not doing, 
we're not doing better than anybody because we're not doing anything. Right. Well, at the la- at the last county commission meeting, you stood up amongst a whole bunch of uh, folks that disagreed with you, and uh, you had your five minutes. Well, three. I think they've cut it to three minutes to say. Right. Uh, so, so kind of talk about what happened there. Uh, ob- obviously, we know that a lot of the anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers were wanting a, wanting a, a new attorney for the school board, uh, and they had kind of filled the small assembly room because the commission had been moved to the small assembly room versus the large assembly room. And uh, you were, I don't know, 15th. I watch, as, as the Brian Hornback experience uh, listeners and viewers know, uh, I, I watch everything off of uh, off the internet from right here in my uh, in my um, compound. But um, kind of talk about you know you were I don't know you were fifteenth or twentieth on the list, but kind of talk about that experience and and how uh, how you you were reacted to uh, by those in the audience. Well, it was kind of funny um, because as I was driving down there, it's like man, I can't believe I'm actually. On the same side as the anti-maskers and the anti-vaxxers, yeah. because essentially by that time I'd just given up, and it was like, you know, this is where we're at. We're going to get about, you know, sixty-two, maybe sixty-five percent vaxxed. We'll have our segment that is going to be very careful with masking, but pretty much it, it's over. The war is lost. Mm. The people that are going to mask. Or mask, and the people that are going to get vaccinated are going to get vaccinated, and we and it's about the same as it was through Omicron. Right. And what we're going to see is, as long as these variants keep coming through, until we have some sort of mitigation. As I said, what we have found out is that pretty much anything works if you do it. But we're, right now, we're not going to do it. And that's, I think, the issue. I, I said that, and then that's when the booze started. Uh, and, and that's where, unfortunately, what I came down there to say was lost, which is this. We have uh, an opportunity to upgrade the HVAC systems in our schools off of uh, the uh, – infrastructure bills that are going through Congress right now. Mm. And in fact, uh, that would, that in and of itself is not only going to reduce disease transmission and take our school system out of the position of being a primary vector transferring stuff, COVID, the flu, colds. Uh, it's also going to help with allergies. Uh, we've got schools with mold problems. We have, this is a project that's transformational at a county level and also way overdue in our in our case. Right. And um, with the way these bills are being set up, really not going to have to go after the Knox County taxpayers, hopefully. Yeah. I think if, if this is done right, it should be done through federal money and federal grants, which is our money. I mean, we're paying this, this money in taxes, too. Right. I mean, the federal government is, I mean, the school board at their last meeting, which was last week, uh, they've got millions and millions of dollars of what they call ESSRA, ESSRA funds. I mean, so. $111 million on this one, on the first round, that have you read the ESSRA 
funding report yet any I've, of it I, I, i've read part of it but i've also just followed it on on the school board meetings but yeah they've got they've got a dr murphy dexter murphy who's in charge of the spending of those dollars and i mean it's it's astronomical uh what they've got um in, in those funds but that's the mayor's job right, right. there is to yeah. apply for the uh, not only the esser but you know any of any of those funds right find what we need and all that and i just don't believe that has been done i think if we got the hvac upgrade um I don't think we would have lost our bus driver. I don't mm. think we would have lost uh, our uh, the, our special ed teacher, and I and and I don't think we would have lost any students. Right. I, I think what happens, what I'm seeing, and and what I'm reading about COVID, is that a very little difference has a very uh, actual measurable difference in the air, and this stuff is easy to measure. You do it with a, a CO2, not a not a carbon monoxide, but a carbon dioxide. And then, you know, they just displace all the gases. I read the process. I'm a truck driver, not a mathematician. But it's yeah. like, okay, as long as it's real. Uh, Boy, you you just reminded me that we've lost three people. You know, I guess, I guess as a parent of three adult children, I, I concentrate more on the uh, – more on the child, but, but you're right. We had a, uh, we had a school bus driver and a special ed teacher uh, and, and a student all from basically from Hardin Valley to uh, Rocky Hill uh, that all passed away from COVID. Yeah. And, and it was, it's, it's something that didn't have to happen. This happened because we, you know, and I, I don't know how long you've lived here. I've lived here since 1968. I've been here since 1973. Mom and dad were born and raised here, but I, I've been here since 73. I was, I was born in 66, but I've been here since 73. And, we, we, uh, we, we came home in 73. But, it, you know, and this is, this is an issue of this isn't how we were raised. We were raised right. as volunteers. Right. When something happened that the community needed to come together on, we came together on it. This was it wasn't a Republican or, the, and you know I think a lot of that goes back to, you know, just what is local politics. Right. I'm a Carter Hornet. I think you're a favorite admiral, correct? I'm a favorite admiral. And, yes, and, I am. and all three of my farmer. kids are, we are farmers. And all three of my kids are Farragut farmer admirals as well. So. Well, they're not farmers anymore now. Well, they're uh, yeah, I understand, I understand that. Uh, I don't think I don't think they even understand the. Uh, well, they don't understand the Hawkins dances. They don't understand the overalls. It's it, it's the, a, it's a different world. The, out the, the, the good news but, is uh, the good news is David Farragut damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. So that's all that matters. There you go. Anyway, and, go ahead. Uh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, that's okay. And the other thing, I guess I should throw this out too. Speaking of Carter Hornets. Um, uh oh. Well, well, this actually has more to do with East Knoxville than it does West Knoxville because the uh, available, the county-owned available land is in mm. East Knoxville, and and uh, it will, the benefits will be more pronounced for Carter folks than they would Farragut. Uh, but what I'd like to do, I want to get the uh, solar panels up in uh, Midway and Eastbridge. Uh, along with um, uh, 
the the big batteries to store the power. And uh, I'd also like to bring in uh, um, some electrolysis machines to produce hydrogen for hydrogen cells. Uh, we're not going to get this stuff within 10 years. All the uh, big rigs, tractor trailer producers yep. will be online producing electric. That's all mm. you're going to be able to get. GM, Tesla, Nikola, Ford, all the big rigs are going over. We got to fuel them. And if we want, and, 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 you know, our emergency equipment is also going to end up being all electric. So the idea is we're going to go ahead and get the fueling stations built. And if we have excess electricity, my view is it's going to be hard enough for a lot of these folks uh, all over town to afford the transformation over to EVs. Give them the free excess electricity. Fuel them for free. Help them help make this transition. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Eastbridge. Back in about 89 or 90, I was writing a, a column. Um, didn't make any money for it, but I was writing a column for the local newspaper up there, East Knox County News. And I, I actually criticized Melissa Ziegler, who was then the um, Economic Community Development um, Director for then County Executive Dwight Kessel, for the fact that they weren't actively recruiting people to East Bridge. And, you know, there's still vacant land here in not in 2020. Now, granted, they've got Lifeway, Lifetime, and they've got some people that have gone into East Bridge. But, you know, that's just... Brian, it, I'm an ex-UPS driver. It's that laughable. Was, I, I ran that. That was on my route in 2020. Wow. I was just down there. I've been down there twice looking around. Well, it's... Uh, I, I probably ought to be out raising money, but actually what I spend most of my time doing is driving around looking at the county, trying to figure out what does and doesn't need to be done, then go back into the charter and figuring out what is and isn't the mayor's job. Right. So, uh, but I was back down there. There hasn't been anything new built since uh, 20, since 9-11 mm. at Eastbridge. Wow. We have re now, a couple of the buildings have different tenants. Yeah, because lifetime lifetime took over an existing building. That's correct. Yeah, they took over. I believe the old GE. Uh, right. Um, the old GE facility. Right. And then whoever had the uh, the uh, I thought the Dykin drivetrain building, which is also being used by somebody else, that was a cool building. Hmm. They would run water over the top of their roof to cool it wow. and just recycle the water. They'd put it underneath the ground, mm -hmm. cool it back down, run it over. Neat. And so instead of having to air condition their factories, <clears throat> they dropped the temperature 15 or 20 degrees just with that water system and fans. It's wow. pretty interesting. Pretty yeah. cool. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, I want to get that done too, because I do think, especially now I'm looking at these rising prices, Going, you know, if we got rid of, if all the police cars and the fire trucks and, and now what they've got going on, this generation, they're doing plug-in batteries for a lot of these vehicles. So we're not going to have to run the fire truck down to either of these spots to uh, reduce them, charge them up, whatever. We just 
you know, run batteries back and forth. Right. Because because mo- most of these vehicles, I mean, an electric an electric charged vehicle can go what 160, 200 miles. Is that right? Well, I was I got the consumer reports today. It's anywhere from 100 to 500. So, I mean, you know, granted, any, any vehicles that's operating within Knox County is going to be within that within that realm. So, I mean, it's not what you're what you what you what you're what you're talking about. I hadn't thought about before, but it's not it's not outside the realm of possibility. Well, it's you know what we have is honestly, Brian, the job of mayor hasn't been done in twenty years. You don't get as far behind as we are on uh, uh, deputy salaries for the sheriff's department, for right. instance. I broke I broke that down the other day, and by the time it got down to, well, how much do these guys have to pay rent with and feed their kids and all that after you deduct your uh, health insurance and retirement from, you know, off your gross? You're looking at eight eighty five an hour. Wow! For these guys, how are you going to pay rent? I mean, now, granted, the insurance, the health insurance, is pretty good, right? And you're sitting there at a four point six percent contribution on your uh, retirement, which is not great, but it's not horrible either, right? You know, you can have uh, you're you're some somewhat dependent on making the right moves but it's something you have to do well being being mayor apparently is a good stepping stone to uh, the swamp in washington dc at least by the last mayor well um yeah there again uh i i kind of went i had to go back to the county charter to figure out just exactly what the mayor was supposed to be doing and uh again it's primarily putting together a budget but eight eighty five an hour, yeah, uh, it is. I mean, that's that's not coming from a, a for a professional any professional position. And, that, and, that, and that's for a deputy that's out patrolling the neighborhoods. And that um, is that's your starting coming in salary. Wow. For uh, a jailer, that's wow. when they send them down. That's an active. Yeah. And ja- you have an extra five thousand a year, which worked out to I think ten eighty five is what they're paying if you actually go out in the street and get shot at. I mean, yeah, you, you have to start it. I mean, I'm assuming Spangler's doing the same thing that all the previous sheriffs have done. You have to start in the jail before you can go to patrol. So, right. And, and, you know, I mean, you can, you can make, you can make $15 an hour at McDonald's right now. Yeah, You can pretty much make $15 an hour anywhere you want to go with better benefits. Right. But you, you know, the issue we're going to have to decide as citizens on, on a lot of this, and, and here's my view on, and, and this holds true in both the school system and the sheriff's department. We've got a good core of people, and you know our senior officers. But how do you make it through? You said you got three kids, three adult kids, yeah, three adult kids. Could you have, uh, you know? And I, I used to joke that uh, I, I was envied people with uh, average children because it seemed like every time I turned around, my son was, you know, he was golfing and playing baseball and, and you know, doing this, that, and the other. Right. And it all this costs money. Mm-hmm. 
mean, we're not. How how do you tell your kid he's not going to get to play little league? Right. Yeah, we, I mean, we we can do better than this. Yeah, the, the wife and I never did that. I mean, we we figured out a way to pay for it. So that's that's exactly right. Yeah. And and these guys, and and I don't think that our sheriff's deputies should be rich. Right. You know, we're not paying them uh, to to live in mansions and all that, but they ought to be able to. They ought to be able to provide for their families. Yeah, exactly. Right. They ought to be able to buy groceries. And, and and buy their kid a pair of baseball cleats yeah. once a year, and, and and we're just not there anymore. Right. right. And it's we're not there, and it's uh, and again it's tempting, especially when you're in election. It's tempting to point at one person. It's all his fault. Right. It, we didn't get this far behind in four years. Right. It took us twenty years to get this far behind, and I don't anticipate a whole lot of people being real happy with me if I present an honest budget. Well, and, and you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not advocating a uh, a property tax increase necessarily either. But I mean, we haven't had a property tax increase since 1999. Yeah, and and the way our uh, laws are written, uh, they have to reduce your tax rate. Oh yeah, every time they do a, a reassessment, a, a, a reappraisal. Right. So actually, all we've had since 1995 is tax cuts. Right. So that's um, true. Well, and and again, nobody wants to pay taxes. I don't want to pay taxes. Right. You don't want to pay taxes. Right. right. But at some point, you have to look at what the function of government is and how much it costs. Right. And. Uh, you know, thankfully, it's not the mayor's job to tax. Right. It's the county he, commissions. It's exactly. Eleven it's of them. It's the mayor's job to say, this is what a real budget looks like. Hmm. And then it's commission's job to say, you know, they have they have the right to line item veto. Right. So it, then it's commission's job to say, uh, uh, no, we're not, you know, to hell with the deputies. Right. We're not going to pay them. <laughs> And, uh, you know, that's the way, that's the way county charter is written. That's true. Uh, and, 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 that, you know, one of the other things I'd say, you know, and the fact that we haven't had that back and forth just tells me that nobody's doing their job. Yeah. Cause commission is pretty much just like, they, they pretty much just rubber stamped any budget they've been brought to them for the last 15 years, 20 years. Well, Nobody's paying any attention. Right. And I guess, you know, back to the first question you asked me, what motivated me to get involved? There it was. There you go. I mean, you start looking at this stuff going, is anybody doing their job? Yep. So, well, Bob, Well, Bob, we are 27 minutes in. Uh, so, and I have to stop this thing at 30 minutes. So it looks like we're going to wind up doing it. And it looks like I made a mistake somewhere in the middle. So we're going to have, part one and part two on the video, but we're going to have a solid 28 or 29 minutes on the audio. But uh, where can folks, I know they can find you on Facebook, Bob Fisher for mayor, I think. Right? Well, and that's about it right okay. now. Hey, I that's, am, I'm still, that's good there, enough. There's long behind the scenes stories I could tell you, but I don't think it, you, they probably bore you. And I don't think they, uh, I, I, I don't really feel like getting into it. I'm hoping right. to have a treasurer, Okay. In place, I'm working with somebody as far as being a campaign manager now. Good. Uh, but um, 
being a newcomer and all, I, I probably, I, I feel like I'm making mistakes. I'm making yeah. more mistakes than I am doing stuff right. You, you so. know what? You know, again, the whole thing about BrianHornback.com and now the Brian Hornback experience, which is this, this podcast, is that I believe that anybody that puts their name on the ballot deserves a chance to be heard. And that's what I'm doing here today. You know, when you get that new information, everybody go to Facebook, find Bob Fisher for mayor. It's F-I-S-C-H-E-R-F-I-S-C-H-E-R, Bob Fisher for mayor. You'll find him on Facebook. And then, Bob, when you get some of that other information, uh, I will certainly pass it along to those that that follow BrianHornback.com and the Brian Hornback Experience. And I will, um, I think we will definitely have you back because uh, I think there's a lot of other things we need to talk about in the future. But I appreciate you joining us here on the Brian Hornback Experience. And everybody, tune in again real soon.